CLNS Media Network's Patriots postgame show. I am Mike Nice alongside Marvin Azan. Patriots get back in the win column after the two-game losing streak. They defeat the Miami Dolphins in New England 38-7. Big win, in my opinion. You know, if you follow me on Twitter, I tweeted out and said, this is a must-win game. I know it's only week four. Um, Absolutely. I know it's it's very early in the season, but the way the Patriots have been playing, on top of the fact that the Dolphins were leading the division, must-win game, and the Patriots came out and played in dominant fashion, got the win 38-7. to Dominant fashion in all facets of the game, Mike. Offense, defense, special team. That's what you like to see. A statement game here. Beating this team 38 to seven, you know they could have they could have eased on the brakes in the second half. They didn't. They came out firing. Great game from you know all aboard. Edwin had a pretty good game. Starting off with the captain, of course, Tom Brady. 23 for 35, 274 yard, three touchdowns. He did throw two interceptions though in this game. Sony Michelle, this was his breakout game. I've been telling you guys for a while now. Sony Michelle, you know, give him a couple weeks and he'll start to ball. Sony Michelle, 25 carries, Mike. He beat, he passed 100 yards, and he got a touchdown. What did you see from Sony Michelle today? I loved it. I loved what Sony Michelle brought to the game. Obviously, you can tell from the beginning they didn't want to waste any time right. getting him the ball and start to feed him early. And you know, sometimes that's what you got to do: uh, feed a guy, get him going early, and you know, let the defense start to really have their minds uh, set on. Okay, now we got to stop the run. And then you possibly have Brady take over and start doing his thing. But Sony Michelle played great, uh, played great. And the combination, I know we're probably gonna get into this a little more throughout the show, but the combination of Sony Michelle and James White, the Patriots might have something here. You know, yes. obviously they've had a lot of guys in and out of the rotation, guys getting hurt, you know, uh Burkhead's out the picture now, Jeremy Hill's out the picture now, but they might have found the tandem of White and and Michelle to kind of carry them with the things they're able to do. Let's let's talk about it. All right, let's, let's talk. It. Let's get right into it. Michelle White. I think the reason why it works, Mike, is now you got two guys that know they're going to be in the game. Mm-hmm. So now they're in a rhythm. You know, when you take guys out in and now you got Burkhead coming and you got Barney, you have all these different running backs. It can mess up your rhythm. Now you have a solid one-two punch. White. And you have Michelle. And what they what I like to see is they didn't they didn't just use White on passing situations. They use White as a runner too. So now you can't just key on, okay, when White's in the game, it's definitely going to be a passing pass pass situation. We didn't see Michelle much in the passing in the passing game, but that's something he has in his bag as well. That'll be very good um for Brady. So this White and Michelle tandem, this one-two punch, now that they know that their role is solidified, obviously it sucks that Burkhead is on IR. He could come later, come back later on um, in the season. But right now, these two, White and Michelle, that's what's going to get this offense moving. You know, Michelle, in those first round, first down runs, he was actually moving the change. You know, it was getting to the second and six, second and seven, you know, making it a lot easier for this offense. So I loved what I saw from him. And this, and this is not a bad Miami's defense. You know, the front there, you got guys like Wake out there. And White and Michelle were making them look pretty silly with the cuts in this. So I really liked what I saw from the, those running backs. Yeah, and, I mean, again, we're giving Sony Michelle a lot of praise here. You know, still early in his career, first couple of games in, great game. But James White, this is a guy who I said throughout the preseason, I felt that he was going to take upon a larger role this year. Obviously, yes, Burkhead was back. 
you know, you figure Jeremy Hill being the mix, you figure Sony Michelle being the mix, but James White is a guy who I felt, you know, he's paid his dues for a lot of years on this Patriots team, you know, never really considered the number one option a lot of years uh, at running back. But this year I finally felt like, you know, I knew Brady had that trust with him, but this year it was it was going to definitely put on center stage and James White would have the opportunity. And if you look at his stats today, another solid game, not only in the running game where he had eight carries, 44 yards and a touchdown, but passing, you know, Brady's favorite target out there, 10 targets, eight receptions, 68 yards and a touchdown. Brady loves James White. That's his guy. You know, That's his guy. Before, I think, we, you know, the, the two guys that you thought Brady loved to pass the ball to, obviously, Gronkowski, Edelman. I think James White... He's creeping the way the season's progressing. He's creeping up on that totem pole. He's, he's there. He's definitely, he's definitely there, there. As okay, who's Brady's favorite three receivers? White, Edelman, and Gronk. Uh, obviously, you know we got the other options there: Dorsett, Hogan, Josh Gordon. We'll get into him. You know, mm -hmm. making his first appearance. Cordell Patterson's there as well. But James White is definitely, you know, probably the number three guy in terms of Brady's favorite targets out there for sure. Yeah, so let's talk about the other receivers out there. We mentioned the, the two tandems of White and Michelle. Dorsett, he was second in receptions. Four receptions, 55 yards, and a touchdown. This was a, a, a bit of a bounce-back game for, for Dorsett. You know, struggled mightily last week against um against the Lions. This week, he still has those drops. You know, feel like you don't get one or two drops from Michelle in the game, but Brady's still looking for him. And he had an amazing, amazing touchdown catch in um in the right corner, which was dope to see. You know, that's gonna be a play we're gonna see a lot from Dorset. Brady believes in Dorset. I don't know what's going on in practice and stuff, but he looks for Dorset in in those moments. He looks at Dorset. he's been looking at Dorset more than he's looked at Hogan throughout these four games so far. Dorset has been that guy for him. And he's 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 balled out. Corderell Patterson, another guy, you know, I said in the beginning of the year, Mike, he's not gonna be a guy that gets more than five receptions a game. But he'll be there two, three receptions where it's going to be impact plays. And this is what I meant, especially today. Three receptions, 54 yards, and a touchdown. We had that that one touchdown that went for like 55 yards where he, you know, there was a pick. He got wide open. And when he ran the ball, he was able to juke defenders to get that touchdown. That's something that Patriots need. They need playmakers like this. So Cordero Patterson, Dorsett, they came up big. And I know there's a question that we have on – on YouTube right now. Make sure you know you let us know. Ask us questions. Talk to us about the games. And we are here for that. But someone's Clifton, um, who, who was it? Samuel. Samuel Williams said, Are you guys liking what you're seeing from Josh Gordon Mike? What do you what did you see Obviously, from Josh Gordon? Yeah, the talk of the town, once everyone saw that Josh Gordon was gonna be active, all the eyes and attention turned to him and said, What is this new acquisition gonna do for the Patriots? And was he fully up to speed with the playbook? You know, how much, how much, how ready was he to be on the field with Tom Brady and the rest of the offense? And, you know, obviously his action was limited. You know, he wasn't out there for a lot of snaps and whatnot. But the time he was on the field and the time Brady looked his way, two targets, two, rece two receptions, 32 yards. Um, you don't know how much the hamstring was still probably hampering him a little bit, right. but he was on the field. And at the end of the day, if you're on the field, you know, you're expected to play and perform. And, you know, I liked what I saw. It wasn't much. He had that one catch where if he just was able to break away just a little bit, get that leg free, he probably could have, have had a lot more yards after the catch. Um, I feel like the more you know, time he gets acclimated with the playbook, the more reps he gets with Tom Brady in practice, 
we're looking at a guy who can have a solid rest of the season with the Patriots. I'm talking about lining up him, Gronk, Edelman on the field, and letting Brady go to work. This is a guy who, like I said, you know, if you watched our Patriots roundtable show that we do as well, this is a guy who, yes, he's had a questionable career, what not things happening with him, but he's out of the Cleveland Browns organization. Now he's with the Patriots, you know, elite top flight organization. He should be more locked in than he ever has been in his career, and he should be able to produce with that happening. I mean, both catches that he had, he broke tackles. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he was fighting for the extra yardage, which is great to see. Slowly, maturely, Mike, this offense starts to look a little more, a little better. Now you see what you have with the running backs. You like that. Next, tomorrow, Edelman comes back in. So you got Edelman back here. Dorsett. He's been better than he was last year, right? Sure but better, than, he's been formidable. So you have Dorsett added in Josh Gordon. That potential's crazy. We know what you're gonna get from Gronk. Add Edelman in and Hogan. Even though we haven't been saying much about Hogan, he's been, you know, like someone said in the comments, invisible. Mm -hmm. You have all these weapons. When Hogan's invisible, that's when he's the best. Yeah. That's when those random that, plays yeah. happen where Kogan gets 30-yard reception that's out of when, nowhere. Like, oh, where did this yeah, guy come from? That's yeah. when he's at his best. So now this offense is going to really start picking up. You know, Brady Brady was feeling himself a little. It looked more like Brady this game. It looked a lot more comfortable. Yeah. A lot more comfortable. I'm a little worried about Brady, though, when he's getting pressured now. Mm -hmm. Usually when Brady gets pressured, he'll throw the ball away. You know, he'll, he'll find a way to make the right play. Lately, when he's been getting pressured, those balls, just, he's been throwing to double coverage. He's been, been trying to force things in. That that right has been a little concerning for me watching the games these past couple weeks with Tom Brady. Yeah, um, obviously, uh, I think the combination of Brady looking a little bit uncomfortable and a combination of just the whole overall team's play has been off. You know, as the game's going, hopefully this is the game right here that really kickstarts things. You know, again, we get Edelman back. Edelman could possibly be a huge will be a huge piece of this offense when he's back for Tom Brady. Right. Um, and like I said, you put up 38 points today. Hopefully this kick starts, you know, the offense moving forward. Uh, I know there's one area of the offense that we wanted to touch upon, something that you always brought up, brought up a couple of times during the game. And if you guys were watching, please let us know this as well. Josh McDaniels play calling. I know this sounds crazy. Right. They won the game, 38 points. But there just seems to be, and you've said it a couple of times, you know, but today I really examined and took note of it. Patriots get the ball first down. All right, whatever. Second down, they always seem to decide no matter what it is, where they at, they must run the ball second down. And, you know, sometimes you may get something. Sometimes you probably won't get anything second down. And then it gets to third and 10 or third right, and nine. Right. And then Brady's put in a position where it's third down and, and somewhat long. And he has to make up trying to get a first down because you don't want to get the fourth down and punch it. So Brady's going down the field. One of the times that happened, Brady ended up getting picked off. So that area of the game that pisses you off so much. It drives me nuts. <laughs> it drives me nuts. Um, it's and it's not just second downs, Mike. It's the second and long. Mm -hmm. Every time there's a second and long situation, for some reason, McDaniels loves he loves just running it down the middle. <laughs> is, is, or, screen or, or, screen pass, or, so, Dwayne or, or Dwayne Allen screen pass on second and long. And that that hurts. That hurts your offense tremendously because now you like you mentioned, you put yourself in a bad third and long situation. And the last thing you want 
is a is a turnover, especially when your team is rolling like that and you're giving Dolphins a chance. Because in the beginning of the game, Mike, I know the score was 38-7, but the beginning of the game, it kind of stalled, especially in the first quarter. First quarter for sure. Yeah. You were you were getting the Miami Dolphins off the field, but you weren't able to score. Mm -hmm. You know. Listen, I know Miami's 3-0, but th this is not a playoff team. This is not one of the great teams in the NFL. You face teams with a formidable offense, they, they'll capitalize on situations like that when you have to also keep punting because you can't get you can't move forward on third and longs. Put yourself in a better second down situation. That's when I think Edelman helps a lot. Mm -hmm. Those three, four, five yards that he gets in those situations are like run plays, but they help out so much, those slants. And you have Edelman in it because you don't have Amendola, who was your slot receiver. So Edelman is going to really help in those second and longs, hopefully, because that that hurt this offense. It stalled them, especially in the beginning of the game. Yeah, and we know Tom Brady definitely has that trust with Edelman in those type of situations where, you know, Maybe it's not even a specific play call, but Brady and Edelman know to, all right, this is what we're going to do to get these couple of yards to pick up here and keep moving. Um, <laughs> a lot of comments coming in wild right now. A funny one, Murphy said, McDaniels call players like a middle schooler playing Madden. Like, I brought up Madden. You sure? Watch, watching the game, I'm like, listen, what does it take to be an offensive call? Because I know for damn sure on second and 10, Everyone knows what's happening. You know what's about to happen. Everyone in the crowd knows what's about to happen, and the Miami's defense knows what's about to happen. Mix it up a little bit. Ask Madden. That's what button that square. Ask Madden. <laughs> Ask Madden. Jeez. <laughs> oh, man. So, yes, we've talked a lot about the offense and how they look, the running backs, the wide receivers, Brady. Right. But this was damn near a shutout, Marv. Yes. You know, obviously yes. the late touchdown there. Uh, Brock Osweiler came in and felt like he was just so excited to be in the football game. But for the most part, the Patriots offense shut them down. And it was exciting to see because you're coming off the last two weeks where this uh, the defense has struggled mightily. Uh, Patriots are actually able to get some sacks today, something that I don't think they were able to accomplish last week uh, in, the, in the game that they lost. They weren't able to accomplish anything. Yeah, the defense was just piss poor, terrible. You know, but it was good that they had this. Like you said, obviously Miami's not a team to really be feared. They're three and zero, but it's a soft three and zero, whatever right. the case may be. Patriots came out and played the Miami Dolphins and their offense how they should have been played, and they were dominant against them. And that's something that you want to see. Obviously, is the Miami Dolphins, but again, like I said earlier, if this is something to kickstart the team offensively and defensively. You know, get this win like you did today and have that momentum rolling. The defense played very well. Mm -hmm. And if I had to say a guy who really stepped up, you know, a cornerback who got that interception, he was in the game someone that they depend upon. We saw last week Eric Rowe. Eric Rowe had a rough game. I think we all know that. Eric Rowe. Was it Eric Rowe? I don't think it was Jonathan Jones. Jonathan Eric Jones. Yes, Eric Rowe was out. He had a rough game, yes. Jonathan Jones, I'm sorry. Rough game. So, you know, Patriots had to kind of – Possibly turn to him, and this is something I think we talked about a little bit. They had those we, other we guys. We brought them up. We brought them up. They Where had, are they? Exactly. They add those other guys who played pretty well during preseason and whatnot. And J.C. Jackson finally got a chance to be out there, you know, and he had that big interception. That was a very yeah, impressive man. interception for a rookie player. So, you know, a lot of things about this defense that really impressed me. You know, they did get some solid pressure, but at the same time, I think the secondary really played well today, and I got to give them a lot of credit. A guy, um, someone I want to give them credit who brought it up. They brought up a name here. 
D. Murphy, he asked, is Trey Flowers the secret? Look, Trey Flowers wasn't a name you heard a lot today, but when he's in the game, it changes everything. Mm -hmm. You saw the, the defense last week compared to this week. The big difference was Trey Flowers yeah. comes back in the game, and he, I believe they even said it in, in the airing, he's the Patriots' best defensive player. He's the guy that gets things going. He pressures Ryan Tannehill. And I think so, Murph, I think he is – the Patriots secret, a guy who played very well. I want to acknowledge Kyle Van Noy. I was just going to talk about him. Yeah, yep. Kyle Van Noy was all over the place on defense. They, they're really finding how to use Kyle Van Noy this year. Mm -hmm. You know, he's, and he's been pressuring either the running backs or the quarterback at every moment of the game. So we've definitely got to give a big shout out to Kyle Van Noy because he's been amazing so far. Absolutely. And one other guy that I definitely want to talk about, the new acquisition that came in to kind of replace Bentley, who went down with injury, John Simon. Right. Solid game from him. You know, if I'm looking at the stats right here, he finished the game five tackles, uh, one sack and one tackle for a loss. You know, I was very impressed. You know, sometimes guys come into the to the team, to the system, you know, they're not ready. They're unsure, nervous, first time playing. And he looked very well out there. Obviously, we had big expectations for Bentley. He looked great throughout the preseason and whatnot. But when a guy goes down, it's next man up mentality. And the next man up for the Patriots is the guy who they signed up uh, over the last week. And he came and he had a solid game. Uh, I'm, I'm very, very happy to see that a guy like Simon can come in first time in and play as well as he did, along with the fact that guys like we mentioned, Van Noy, uh, Trey Flowers, a guy who I really like. But one person who still seems to be a mystery for me. Hightower is decent. I'll give Hightower some credit. Where has Adrian Claiborne been? Yeah, Where been he's been MIA completely. And I he had some preseason games that he looked oh wow. Yeah. Yep. What a guy that the Patriots got there from the Falcons. He looked like he's gonna make a difference. He has been MIA every game so far. He didn't even pick up a tackle today. I don't remember seeing him his name. I don't remember hearing his Adrian name. Adrian Claiborne sucks. <laughs> Adrian Claiborne sucks, Mike. We got because I've seen him now. I've been I've been watching because I remember that was one of your bold predictions coming into the year after seeing the preseason. But my, he doesn't do anything. He hasn't done anything on this defense at all. And now his play has become limited. You know, other guys have definitely stepped up. A guy, another acquisition who played pretty well this week was on um, Danny Shelton. Mm -hmm. You saw him in in some big plays there. He was he was in the middle of um the fumble that happened early in the game. But like Claiborne has been nowhere to be found. He's a guy. We're going to be looking out for him too, just to see you know maybe if an injury or something happens, he's going to be the next guy to step up. You know, a guy who's been playing very well for this team for the past two years now, guy. Lawrence guy, guy, he's yep. been solid. He does everything you need him to do on this team. Guy's been great. But if there was an injury to happen on that line, you're going to need Claiborne to come in and replace that. And I'm not confident in what I see so far. Yeah, again, like you said, he, he's been MIA, nowhere to be found, had high hopes of him performing well this season. And it's been a very rough start to the season for that guy. Um, Anything else that really stood out to you defensively for this team? Uh, again, a bounce back performance, seeing how they performed last week. Is there anything else or anybody else that really stood out to you? I mean, they they, they played a lot better against the run. Mm -hmm. There were still some big holes, but they closed they closed them quickly. 
the run defense is still suspect, but it was it was good to see because Gore and Dre they're good they're a pretty decent tandem yeah. over there. You know, I know Gore is thirty five is a lot older, but they definitely shirt some things up on that run defense. They got off the field on third down, which was huge. Yeah. Like getting off the field third down, causing you know causing um, turnovers, which the Patriots do so well. So it was a great, it was a statement game, a great bounce back game. And this was so important because you couldn't go one and three. You couldn't mm -hmm. go one and three and have the Dolphins be up four and oh. Pretty much there you have to, you would have to run the table when win the rest of the season, which was not going to happen. So going in two and two now is decent. You know, you've been in this position before. Focus, get everything better. Josh, you got Josh Gordon. He got under the wing. Edelman. He's not gonna have much practice because oh. you know there's a Thursday night game yep, coming, go, right coming up against the Colts. But it's good. It's going to be good to have um, Brady's favorite weapon back. I guarantee the first three passes will go to Edelman just to oh, work yeah. on oh, yeah. <laughs> work on that. So because you saw it in preseason, it's like Brady, chill out. Edelman's not even gonna be playing for a while, <laughs> but Brady was still targeting Edelman. So it's gonna be good to see Edelman back. But like you were talking about with the defense, it was a solid bounce back game for them. Yeah, I'm happy for them. And, you know, I think that moving into that Thursday night game that they have against the Colts, it's another another game, another opportunity where you're facing a team that is not super elite offensively. Yes, Andrew Luck is back, but I don't think that team has really shown much offensively. Uh, to really be a powerhouse or somebody to worry about. And I think with a game like that, the Patriots have another chance to, you know, come on and possibly be dominant and establish uh, their defense even better uh, than they have these first couple of games. Another home game. Another home game, about right back at Gillette Stadium. Um, you know, Patriots can come out of this three and two, and it's a solid start. You know, you, Edelman's back. Josh Gordon is looking somewhat comfortable. Hopefully the weeks continues, hamstring continues to improve and whatnot. But for all the people out there, you know, possibly worried about the Patriots after these first couple of games. As they should have been. You know, it, it, it was warranted. The worry was warranted. That's why I said coming into this game, I felt like it was a must. Depending on how this game went today against Miami in New England would determine how worried I was about the Patriots. Right. If, well, if they came out and lost this game, played bad, played anything similar to the last two weeks, I think worry about the outlook on the season would be warranted in, in in the thought that is this team even good enough to get to the wild card or make the playoffs mm -hmm. or anything like mm -hmm. that? I think if they had a terrible performance three weeks in a row, that's when it was it that's would when be you yeah, that's when it'd be time to really worry. But again, like I thought all along, I figured the Patriots would come out, bounce back at home, play well against the Dolphins, and they did. So, you know, this is where they were last year, two and two to start the year. Right. Um and then I think they went 11 and one the rest of the way or something like that. So this could be a start again, getting Edelman back. We'll see how it unfolds. Uh, but I'd like that there, they had a game like this to really get the ball rolling for them. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, next week against the Indianapolis mm -hmm. Colts, you know, let's look into that game. Colts, they've, they've been slow. They've been on a, a slow start. Luck doesn't, look the same yet i know right now i believe they're in an overtime game against who are they facing against houston but luck hasn't looked hasn't looked great you know he's still working himself in this is a team where 
Now that you have momentum face at Miami, Indianapolis is go. You've had success against this team from ever since Angel Luck's been there. You've been beating him up, him up. I would like to see more more packages where you're blitzing. You start now. You got Chung back in the game. They used Chung before Chung got hurt. The first two games they were using Chung all over the place. Mm-hmm. You know, on safety blitz and stuff. I will, I didn't see much of that this week. I'd love to see more of that. You know, Flores. He's been. He's had a good week. He's had a bad week. He's had yeah. a good week. He had a bad week. Up and down. So yep. that's how the season's been so far. Really working some things on the Thursday night. You know, short, short, short rest. Be, yep. Short, short rest. You get right back into it. You should hop on this game, especially Colts tired overtime game coming into New England on a Thursday. This should be another similar game to this where you you beat them by over maybe fourteen points. True, I hear that 100%. Question for you and question for some of you guys out there as well. Mm-hmm. Patriots got off, got a solid lead. Solid lead, they were up big time, up by 30 points. Knowing that you have a Thursday night game right, right around the corner, you know, short week, short time to practice, you have to be out there Thursday night to play another football game. Should Belichick have taken out his starters knowing that you're up big and you have to play in just a couple days coming up. Was it the wrong decision to keep those guys out there? Listen, most of the time, 90% of the time, I would have been like, all right, by the nine-minute mark of the fourth, they should have been out. And, yeah, by the nine-minute mark, you can make that argument. They should have been out. But, Mike, like I said, this was a statement game. Your Your team was losing it. They were losing their identity. You know, you want them out there really calling it in. There's like, okay, this is what we did for four quarters, 60 minutes of the game. We were out there and we gave it our all. This is who we are. This We are the New England Patriots. You're not going to come here and think just because we have fell off a little bit. So most chance, most cases, yes, get, get them all out of here. But I think this might have been more of a psychological thing, you know, really getting the team ready to focus. Obviously, Brady got hit. Sure did. Brady got, got hit, and it's like whoa. Do a pick, a late pick too. Yeah, it's like whoa, man. That that you gotta be careful when with Brady. He's not twenty one; he's forty one. Mm-hmm. So with him, you gotta be extra careful and get him out the game when you can, especially big league like that. Yeah, I mean, it was just a thought going through my mind because obviously, again, you know, Thursday night game coming up. Uh, Brady got popped. You up had the big lead. Should these guys be in? But you know, that's. Typically, that's just how the Patriots play. That's they don't really take it. They don't take guys out, you know, late in games, no matter how big the score is. They usually keep – once they have the foot down on the gas pedal, they never take it off. And I don't think a lot of people complain about that. Obviously, you know, people cross their fingers and hope that an, an injury doesn't come out of it. Um, Patriots have gotten lucky, I guess, with a lot of these games where they have a lead and nothing happens. But that's just – how they are. I forget where I heard it, but Bruski did admit, like, especially during that 2007 season, no, we, we were running up the score on purpose. We wanted we wanted teams to know that this is what we're going to do for 60 minutes. We're going to run up the score on you guys. If you hate it, stop us. So that's their mentality. They I like don't, it. I they like don't it. give a damn, okay, let's ease, ease the brakes, none of that. It's go full force. If that's how they've been doing it, who am I to say yeah, to stop? I like it. You know, they've been successful this far. You right. know, nothing should change. You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly. But, you know, I'm seeing the comments come in. A lot of people having stars and stories are already. So let's not waste any time. Let's, let's get, get right, right into it. it. You know, 
Let's start with some stars of the game. Obviously, I think we talked about it offensively, defensively. Mm-hmm. You know, they all looked good. But is there anybody who stood out for you that you can yes, give a man. star of the game I'm to? I'm only going to give out one. There's so many we could give up. But this one guy that obviously deserves it, I think, more than the rest. Sony Michelle. My 25 carries, 112 yards, one touchdown. But it's not about the numbers. It's how he looked, mm-hmm. the cuts he was making, making guys miss out there. And – you watch the game, Sony, Sony and James White. They 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 looked the same at times. They got the 26, 28. It, it was it was very confusing to see who 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 was the person to score. They both looked great. Mm-hmm. Sony Michelle's obviously more, you know, in, inside the tackle. Yeah, a little more stronger, a little more force in there. He looked really good out there. Sony Michelle was the key to this victory. I give him the star of the game. And I'm gonna have to give one right to his tag team partner today. And that is James White. Solid game for him. Eight receptions, 44, eight carries, I'm sorry, 44 yards and a touchdown. Then he got busy in the passing game as well with eight receptions, 68 yards and a touchdown. You know, like I said at the beginning of the show, the, the Patriots probably found something here. They have a good combination of a guy who can go in between the tackles and then a guy who can catch the ball on the outside and pick up yards. They call him Sweet Feet for a reason. He got the speed and the burst as soon as he gets some open field in front of him. I really like what I saw to James White, a guy who I've always felt is going to have a big kind of breakout season this year. And I'm happy that, you know, it worked out well in terms of Sonny Michelle finally getting a big game under his belt. And then James White just looking like a guy who Brady can continue to depend on. And given you know, Brady, more options again. You don't want to just see it force-fed to Gronk. You don't want to see it force-fed to to Edelman when he comes back. And Gronk, that's a guy who yeah. we didn't even talk we about at all. Once let's, you brought him up. <laughs> once you brought him up, let's, yeah. Let's pause real quick on the stars. You know, if you got right. the stars, send him in. Marv just gave his yeah. star. I gave mine. But let's pause before we get to the stars. Rob Gronkowski's looked average human human he's looked human he's not the robot that we thought he was you know he's looking like just another tight end out there and it's a little concerning because this is a guy who you know people already deeming you the greatest possibly the greatest tight end to ever play every season you roll out there you roll out there and you're fully healthy and ready to go we're expecting big things from you and this is now four games now where he's other than the first game where he's just looked the teams teams have figured out a way to to, to defend them. You know they mm-hmm. they put in different packages. The double team is really a really affecting them. And you know hopefully when you add in the Josh Gordon and Edelman in there, Gronk will get more releases out there. But yeah, he's he hasn't he hasn't looked great. And now you know Gronk was questionable to return in this game. He had an ankle injury. Be on the lookout with that now. You know we know about his history about with injuries like this ankle and I believe during these past two weeks now he's missed a couple practices because of the ankle so I don't know if it's the same one you know we'll get more reports going going further but that's something to look out now but now Gronk got hurt so we'll see yeah and especially again with it being a short week and he's been dealing with the ankle injury leading up to this game not sure if it's the same ankle that he hurt or tweaked during this game but I would say there's a big question mark on his availability for the Thursday night game against right. Indianapolis, you know, short week. This is a guy who's been, he's been hurt and hobbled. Some of you, I think we got a comment coming in saying he was probably hurt during the game. Uh, I don't know if Rob Gronkowski will be out there you know, Thursday night. And obviously again, you're going up against a team in Indianapolis who doesn't really strike too much fear in your eyes with their defense, you know? So maybe Gronk missing that game, 
it won't hurt too much. But obviously, the first game you'll have Edelman back. You want everybody out there. It, it'd be great for Brady to have everybody at once. But Gronk may miss some time here. That's just my opinion. You know, leaving this game, same and same ankle. Gronk could miss some time here. So it remains to be seen. But all right, you know, we talked about that. We couldn't step skip over that. Let's get into some of the sorries for the game. Sorry, sorry, Ooh, sorry. You know what? Sorry of the game. Uh, who? I'm going to give the sorry of the game to the Miami Dolphins. Here's why. Obviously, they lost. They got blown out. But you're 3-0. and right. Undefeated, coming into Gillette Stadium. I'm going to talk about it from the Miami Dolphins' point of view. You got to come in and try to beat this team right. at, at all costs. You know, you want this is the first time the AFC East has looked like this. It hasn't looked like this in a while. Where Teams are actually talking about you on national I'm television. You, first time Dolphins have been number one on the on the standings. And everybody else below sitting 3-0. and oh. You know, from the Miami Dolphins side of things, you got to come out and put your foot down and say, look, if we get this win over the Patriots and move to 4-0 on their home field, you know, people really got to start taking notice of us. You know, obviously the top teams talked about right now in the AFC, you know, Kansas City. You know, that's a team that is getting all the hype right now. Uh, Cincinnati got another win today. Um, if the Dolphins beat the Patriots today, they're right up there. Not saying they're as good as Kansas City, but right. the top teams – in right. the AFC, Dolphins are right there being talked about. If Tannehill comes out and has a solid game like like the Bortles did a couple weeks ago and whatnot. But they completely blew it. They were this close to getting shut out. Shut out. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't for Osweiler coming in and having all the excitement in the world and the probably Patriots was just like, all right, whatever, we got this game in the bag. They were about to get shut out. So they came here and pretty much, you know, I'm going to call They pretty much laid a goose egg and didn't score got a garbage touchdown that's about it and it's just it's tough for a team <laughs> that probably came in with so momentum they just got smacked down right back to earth with this loss with a blowout loss like this so the miami dolphins you know welcome back to reality patriots is probably gonna retake the top of the spot in the afc east coming up soon so i have to give that whole team a big fat sorry, sorry. better yep. luck next time mike you said it best i don't need to give out a sorry that was that was a lot of sorry. You gave it to the whole damn team, so I don't even need to, you know. They came out here and did not perform whatsoever. It didn't look like they even tried, mm -hmm. especially, you know, like I said, they were taking New England off the field at the, at a point First in the game, quarter, the yeah. game, and their offense was just, you know, give credit to the Patriots' defense. They came out and did what they had to do, but you expect a little more from the Miami Dolphins. I didn't think this game was going to be a blowout, mm -hmm. you know, but – Pitches came in and they delivered. One person I want to bring up before we wrap things up here, Mike Cyrus Jones, comes back onto the team and he did decent, decent punt return and nothing bad. That's my guy. So, Cyrus Jones, welcome back. Hope to, see more, hope to see more from him. Yeah, he looked very confident in the return game for sure. So, again, like Marv said, hope to see greater things to come for him. Um, but with that being said, you know, we're going to get ready to wrap things up here on the Patriots post game show. Uh, be on the lookout, Marvin, myself, and our other guy, Nick, holding down Patriots Roundtable coming out during the week. Be on the lookout for those episodes and those shows to drop. Uh, any final words here, Marv, before we get ready to? Two and two. 
it's better than one and three going against the Colts where you should be able to beat them. I like I like where this is going now. Yeah, hopefully they got momentum rolling off of this dominant performance against the Miami Dolphins uh, in this game this afternoon. With that being said, for Marvin Azan, I am Mike Molyneux. This has been the New England Patriots postgame show powered by CLNS Media Network. We will see you guys Thursday night. Ooh. Thursday night football. See you there. We'll be there.